Welcome to the Impact Multiplier CEO Podcast. If you're a chief executive, or if you think like one, and you want to create exponentially greater impact, then this show is for you. My name is Richard Medcalf, founder of X-Quadrant. I coach some of the most successful and impressive CEOs and executive teams on the planet and help them achieve extraordinary results. And no matter how successful you've been in the past, there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. Hi, Davina. Hello, Richard. How are you? It's Christmas. I've got my Christmas mug. It says Joya Noel, if you're watching the video. If I see that, Joya Noel, it's my French Christmas mug. And I'm very bland. There you you, go. I was not prepared for the topic. Oh, I know you're in Australia, and Australia Christmas is, you know, strange. It's in the middle of summer (laughs) and everything. But, you know, you should be wearing... You should be wearing your Christmas jumper with flashing lights. Um, You're not. Well, I've got my Christmas mug. That's good enough. <laughs> um, we celebrate yeah. Australia hardcore here. I have to tell you, we celebrate Australia. We celebrate Christmas. Yeah. We, we absolutely go to town on Christmas here. So, um, so. don't be deluded by the, the, the plain mug. No, well, I, I have been, I have been, I have been, um, I have been in Australia for Christmas. So I have, I have experienced it a couple of times, in fact. Um, so here we are, and I just thought it'd be good for uh, the Christmas episode, effectively, of of the podcast to, in a sense, extend as a bit of a bonus, extend this the series we've done recently on uh, kind of you know interesting questions, right, um, to multiply your impact, and we could think about this period which is often where people are thinking about the new year and you know as we were talking before there's a million articles out there everyone's going to send you their template to download for your new year plans right for your your end of year reviews there's a million of those out there Uh, and they're all quite helpful in their own ways um but I thought it'd be good to perhaps just focus in on some particularly interesting questions that we can ask ourselves as we look back on the previous year and look ahead to the new year. So I thought that's how we could spend just a few minutes today. Fantastic. Very good. So what's your first question? Well, so I've got three and there's, I always like to think about the past, the present and the future. I think in general, it's a fantastic template for anything like you're doing a business review, past, present, future. You're talking about your team, past, present, future. Um, it's always a good way to, you know, doing a one-on-one, past, present, future, it always, it always works. And so the first one is, um, is an interesting question. And it came up, I was talking with my own, um, my own coach uh, about the year and he said, well, how did it go this year? So I asked, it was great. My, you know, business did really well. It grew by, you know, a very large percentage. Um, and he said, so how did you do that? I think it's a great question. How did you do that? So this question is all about thinking, well, what what happened last year? And then how did I do it? So what did you do? What did you do differently? I think that's part of the question, isn't it? If you grew and things changed, what did you do differently? Yeah, exactly. What did you do? And I suppose I want to pause because it's easy to kind of really get into the all the kind of the, the, the steps and, and action plans, but sometimes it could be something else, right? It's, it could be something like, you know what? Um, uh, 
you know, um, you know, I fell out with my parents or something, you know, how did you do that? Right. Or, you know, it could be, you know, it, it could be, um, um, you know, just something which doesn't feel like anything to do with you, you know, like, oh, all my team got new jobs and they left. Yes. How did you do that? Right. Because as a leader, we have to take that kind of sense of radical responsibility that we live in a created world. And so when something happens in the world around us, like, oh, yes. we, we, we missed our recruitment targets. So how did you do that? Oh, well, it's not our fault. It's the market. Yeah, but I talked to somebody yesterday. They're struggling with recruitment. And I said, well, you are, but somewhere else, there are probably thousands of people who are getting new jobs today, who are excited about their jobs, who are super passionate about the new company they're joining. So you're living in a world where it's really difficult. And there are other people probably who are living in a world where it's fun and easy. So what, and how what come you're in, yeah. and what are they doing differently? And so this question, how did I do that? So for me, for my business, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, I, um, <clears throat> It's the flywheel effect. Like, you know, there are certain people I've been in touch with, I stayed in touch with. There were, I launched a couple of new programs this year, which worked really well. There were certain people that I invested in over, say, the difficult COVID months that kind of came to fruition. Um, yeah, a number of things, right, that kind of came out. But it's really interesting when somebody asks you, how did you do that? So let me ask you, Dav, what, what, what's, what was last year for you and how did you do it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I think this year's been a consolidation of this 100% transfer and transition towards online. And I was moving in that direction and COVID's accelerated it. So uh, as much as, of course, I bore so much about COVID, from my business perspective, that's been a great opportunity to really um, optimise our systems and the way we're working and so on. And I think um, my assistant or my, or my assistants and I've got a much better system now for working together. So we're much more efficient, much more effective at all the logistics and the back end of things. Mm. And I think to um, just to your point for your business, I think there's a sense of maturity in my business that's emerging now. And I've had the perhaps the ability to win a couple of very big pieces of work where I'm working, you know, CEOs, senior leadership team and down. So that just means it's a big program. Well, let me slow you down on that. Let me slow you down. How did you do that? How did you establish those relationships with the CEOs? Or how did that happen? Mm. What's different? I mean, you say maturity, but there's something that's happened that has created that. How did you create that? I think there's a few things. It's the flywheel in a sense, in the sense that, um, you know, you do good work and people refer you on and, and so on. And we've got a bit of a niche. And in terms of how we were found for this role, I mean, for this particular piece of work, uh, I did my first, I had my first interaction with them 18 months ago. So it was a, a good 12 month lead time. In fact, they disappeared really off the radar. I thought, oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen with that work. Um, and so then they came back, they did a major organisational transformation and then they were ready to start implementing our work around communication. And I had the courage, I think, of my convictions because of the work I've done to say, okay, yes, I can come in and, and build the skills of your people, but there's not a lot of point in doing that if the leadership is not on board. And, you know, we're talking about a wholesale organisational thing. I think I need to work with your CEO too. So I had the confidence to call it mm-hmm. and to say, look, I actually believe this is what's needed here to do this really well. And I've got a model that um, I've used before 
which is very low it's, it's light it's low touch it mm. it you know if you're working with very senior people they're incredibly busy everybody's busy but you've really got to respect their time so i've got a way of working with them that is uh where i work with them live on real work so let me, so let me it doesn't feel like training you know so i've designed something i had the courage to call it and i have designed a method of working that's fit for purpose for different levels right in the hierarchy and it's a change program so you know, just to slow you down on, on that um what i heard was actually you talked about confidence at one point I, I i always actually say confidence is actually a result it's never a requirement and people often get caught <laughs> on people always get caught on this they say I don't, i'm not sure i've yes. got enough confidence and actually what you need to get going is commitment um well, and that. so mm-hmm. i think that's what i heard and you, you talked about commitment and courage and those are the things you need it's yeah. like i'm yeah. so committed because i see what needs to happen i'm going to go and tell the ceo or this yeah. is what you need to do you need to be personally yeah. involved because yeah. that is being committed to the final outcome. Whereas the confidence, can you deliver? Well, yeah, you need to have, you know, that's helpful, but you never do anything. Um, you, you know, confidence only comes when you look in the rear view mirror and said, look, I've achieved all this stuff. Um, yeah. So let's move on. But I think this past mm. is a really interesting question because when you start to get into it, you go, yeah, actually, these were the things I've, I've been doing. Mm. And, and you can really unpack that, you know, what are the things that have made me the, what are the things that really, you know, which were the key relationships, which mm. were the key activities, you can kind of unpack mm. that. But how did, I, how did I do that is a great question. Mm. And then the next one is, is around the, the present. And again, there's tons of questions about thinking about what's going on in the present. You know, you can do a circle of mm. life kind of thing where you're evaluating yourself in different areas. But I think one which is quite interesting, um, a little bit provocative sometimes is, what are the big things that I'm procrastinating on? You know, what are the things which I still haven't got around to? You know, the drains I haven't unblocked, the holidays I never have scheduled, the, the books you know, I the, haven't finished publishing. The books I haven't finished publishing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's a sneak preview, guys. Yes, there'll be a book coming yes, out. Yeah. Um, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm um, keeping because you haven't procrastinated, you've done your draft. I did. I, I, I did. I, yeah. I set aside every time every day. So what are you procrastinating on? Um, because again, it, what procrastination does is it points to, often points to either, it points to desire, that it's something that we're a bit frightened about, right? And we're not moving forward on. Uh, in which case, we really need to figure out what we're going to do. The second thing is it often points to ambiguity. So it's too big a task. You know, so for example, writing a book was not happening for me until I said, okay, I need to do a first draft by the beginning of November. And then suddenly that was something I could do. And I broke it down. So I need to write, you know, how many X words a day. And suddenly that was something I could do. So if it's something that is about, you've either got procrastination for fear because it's ambiguous and too big and you don't know where to really start, or you procrastinate because it's something that you should not actually be doing. You should be delegating it or actually just taking it off your list. And I, I think don't if you want to do it. Yeah. And if you look at those three things and you say, okay, am I procrastinating on this because it's a fear element, because it's an ambig- ambiguous um, and, and a big thing to bite off element? Um, or, or is it because I don't, yeah, is that I don't know how to do it? Or is it because I really don't want to be doing it or I shouldn't be doing it at this point in my life? And yeah write down the things you're procrastinating on and put them in the right category. So I'm going to ask you, Dave, what are you procrastinating on? Hello, it's Richard here with a quick interlude. These conversations are all about upgrading how you think about creating impact. 
So here's a resource to help you do just that whilst staying fast and focused. The CEO's Checklist for Challenging Times is a quick way to enhance your thinking and detect blind spots, even when things are moving incredibly fast and you're not sure what's going to happen next. You can get this powerful checklist of 17 world-class strategies by heading to xquadrant.com forward slash go forward slash challenging times checklist with a hyphen between each of those three last words. Now, back to the conversation. Well, I had been procrastinating on something before you gave me a big nudge and I got myself a social media person and a marketing person. So um, that was one thing that I'd been sitting on for ages, which I've now unblocked. Um, I'm procrastinating on delivering a brief to someone to do some analytics for me on my program effectiveness because I've got to really sit down and think, Mm. you know, to write the brief properly so I get the outcome that I want. Um, But I'm aware that I have to get it done before Friday. So I best do it tomorrow morning, hadn't I? Yeah, well, perhaps the first thing is for a month or more. Well, if it sounds, it sounds like that's one where again, it sounds to me that there's a bit of that ambiguous kind of. I've got to really think and put this right, this perfect brief. So, what I'd say is, why don't you just go? I'm going to write. I'm going to spend ten minutes writing down my, you know, my vomit draft. You know, just (laughs) just write down random stuff. (laughs) Ten minutes. Yeah, Um, no, I'll get it done tomorrow morning. I'm just mindful. I'm just aware that it's. I would have, um, in my mind, I would have liked to have done it sooner, but I know why I haven't. I've been procrastinating. Mm. I have because yeah. I've been busy. Yeah. And yeah. to one of your earlier points, one of my team's been in hospital for a while. You see, so I've had extra work. There's my excuse. Yeah, Is that an excuse or a reason? I don't know. Leave that one as an exercise to think through. Um, <laughs> you yeah. can unpack that, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what about you? So what have you been procrastinating on? Well, uh, I mean, I try not to procrastinate on things. I really do try and focus on that. I suppose the thing that comes to mind is always something, right? There's, the thing that comes to mind is actually thinking about holidays next year, actually, I think, because last year we really procrastinated and like just did it the last minute and it wasn't necessarily yes. the best solution. Um, yes. At least you've got holidays, though. Sometimes Last year, I think that might have been an effective strategy. Hmm. Given yeah. all the COVID restrictions, well, exactly, exactly. But, way, it was probably fit for purpose, though, yeah, wasn't it? Probably, it's probably it was fine. Yeah. But um, I think I think that'd be something that I'd like to uh, put a bit more attention on um, going forward. Let's move on. The future, uh, the future. Yes. So, the question of the future is: Who do you want to be by the end of next year? I just think it's interesting because we get so much into like what are the goals and I had you know I thought about these questions I thought should we go for a goal one like what's your number one goal or whatever and it's all good but I think who do you want to be by the end of next year for me earlier kind of creates this multifaceted thinking process you know is this about your character you know as a person is it like your kind of your, your identity your reputation, you know, how you're showing up in the day. It kind of opens up a... Um, and is it is it your professional okay. self? Is it that part of yourself? Is it your personal self? Wow. Which part of yourself are you referring to? I guess all of those things, right? I think it's, yeah, I think it's mm. who, who do you want to be, right? And how does yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a very appropriate one for the great reflection that seems to be going on 
mm. right now and, and people just thinking, well, what do I want? Life's been a bit different. How do mm. I want to live my life? How do I want to be? So I think it's a good mm. one. It's a nice take on it. Not what do you want to achieve, but who do you want to be? Hmm. Yeah. Who do you so, want to be by the end of the year, Richard? Well, Is that too like, personal a question? Or well, what? I'll try now. Let's get on the edge. That's fine. Um, a few things that spring to mind, right? I mean, um, there's like a surface level one, which isn't too far from the goals, right? So it's like, well, you know, I would like to be a published author, you know? Yes, that, yes. That's the plan, right? So that's part yes. of it, you know? Um, you know, um, so I've, there's some business goals I can kind of expand on in this kind of who I want to be, you know? Um, yeah. Um, there's, there's also, I mean, I think with my family, you know, I want to be a bit more patient, you know, in some parts you know of my family life you know yeah. there's certain situations yeah. where I'm not necessarily as patient as I want to be and I think I'd like to be yeah. a bit more patient around around some of those areas mm-hmm. um and yeah I don't know those are the two that are coming to mind at the moment I think um yeah, yeah. um yeah what about you yeah, and this is this is a like the first time I've had this question. So you've had a little bit more time to think. Um, I don't quite know how to handle it because you know behind the scenes there's such big change going on in my mm. business right now. So I think I'll yeah. steer clear of that side of yeah. the, the the equation for now because it's a bit unsettled. Mm. Um, but my broader business, I mean. Um, but in terms of my personal life, we've got big transitions coming this year. So. Uh, one of my boys is moving to New York in a few weeks' time. He's 22, so this is a big move for him. Mm. We've lived there before, but still, it's it's a big deal. Um, and my other son will start work, but they're both in the workforce this year, so he'll move out of home by the middle of the year. So I think there's there's such big change in our family. I think what I want to be is, um, I don't know if I want to say the glue, but I want to be instrumental in shaping our family um, to have really good ongoing relationships in that new dynamic that we're going to have you know my husband and I are going to be I think empty nesters by the end Mm. of the year which is like oh you know like hello who are you wow okay so you know I'd like to be you know a really great wife and and take our relationship my share Mm. of our relationship to the next stage Mm. whatever that looks like I think that's quite Mm. exciting so yeah and you know lifting parenting to that new Mm phase and it'll be an international phase so you know being effective in in that sort of maintaining those relationships and being a great support to my Mm. younger son as well as he makes this big shift I moved made a very big move at 20 and it was enormously Mm. challenging so I'm very aware of that I want to be really Mm. a great support for him in that Yeah, I think it's actually interesting. One thing you you brought up there is is you can when you start to put labels on. Actually, it's, I think it's really helpful. So you say, you know, I want to become this, you know, supportive international mother. It, it kind of allows you to think about what is that, you know, what does that mean? Or I want, you know, I want to become this, you know, take my relationship to its next stage. Yes. Again, it's helpful to think about uh, well, how are we going to unpack that? Like, what does it mean to be a, you know, empty nester wife, and you know, what what, yeah. what that means in it? And I think it's. I often get my clients to, to, to do that is like label the transition that you're in right now. So, you know, from operational leader to strategic leader, you know, um, yeah. you know, um, um, you know, there's something about, you know, so I guess in my case, we take the, the authorship one, yeah, there's something about like 
putting something definitive rather than tentative out there, right? Uh, in a sense, because it's yeah, it's it's a thing. You've suddenly created a mm. thing, and you've put your kind of mm. some of your work out there as a as a kind of finished product in some sense. And so that's a that's a it's shift, a right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so there's there's a label that I could probably attach to that, right? That kind of um, that transition. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I think often coming up with what's that transition from A to B can actually really help you sharpen it up, right? Because that's that's what you are that helps you understand what's going to be different yes right yes. so as you said I'm well, going to be moving from the you know the yeah uh, whatever it is you know uh, uh, running the family to you know to being a you know being a romantic partner for my husband once again which is a different shift right so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> It's a different a different phase and, and getting some clarity around that, you know, just asking the questions and, and labeling them, as you said, I mm. think brings great clarity in itself, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. no, it's a, it's a they're really great questions. As usual, Richard, as usual. Well, so I mean there's plenty more. If people ever want a list, they can feel free to reach out and get in touch with me over social media or email or whatever. And I'm happy to send a long list of questions that I would use in my own um in my own planning and, and thinking. But it's one of these things where I don't know whether people can, if on the video can see it, this is my little snail that I have on my desk. Oh um, my goodness. Why do you have a snail on your desk? I have a little snail. It's not a real snail, everybody. I know I live in France, but I'm not that bad. This is just a, a pewter snail. <laughs> and it's, um, it's to remind me to slow down, to speed up. And it just sits there okay. and it reminds me, yeah. okay, what's the one thing I need to do right now? And so slowing down in this period of Christmas, you know, it's a great time to, to reflect to slow down and to ask these questions and to take thinking time that we so rarely get in many cases. Yes, yes. So, absolutely. Um, no, I agree with you. It's a really good time for that. And in Australia, this crazy upside down Christmas, we get such a long break. It's our summer yeah. break. Yes. So we get a really good opportunity to do that, actually. It feels a bit intense yeah. leading into it because, the, you know, the world ends at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but then we get our month, the holiday season, which, you know, in Europe you have in July, August, you know. Yeah. We have all of it at once, so it's it's a good it's a good season for us to really reflect properly. I think. So at that point, I think all is uh, all is left is to you know thank you, Dad, for um, your partnership over the year, and to thank all our listeners for um, for tuning in and um, looking forward to the next year. So take these questions, take whatever other questions you have, and um, here's to another year of multiplying your impact. Absolutely. No, wonderful to be part of it all, Richard. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So um, I wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a really terrific new year as we start again in 2022. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now let's talk about you. When you're in top leadership, when you're in the biggest role of your career, who supports you at a deep level as you lead others? Who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level? If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching, and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.